0: There is no John Durbin. Hasn't been for years. He died right after he found that cross. Murdering a priest is an interesting way to find religion. I didn't find religion, McLeod. I found art. I found beauty. Changed my life. Made me what I am. What exactly are you? Wealthy. Powerful. Intellectual. I deal with the finest scholars and artists of the age. I studied for decades. I speak nine languages, including Latin and Greek. Suit is crushed linen. I import it myself. America is truly the land of opportunity, and nothing stands in my way. Everything I own is a part of me, especially the cross. I sell nothing, and nothing is ever taken from me. How about you?
1: here you're one of those guys who likes to watch Ooh. welcome to highlander
2: rewatched i'm one of your re- rewatchers keith this is kyle this is Amon. that was strangely apt we are one of those guys who likes to rewatch rewatched. that's yeah. true that is true mm. Mm.
1: well welcome to highlander rewatched the podcast where each and every week we explore another facet of the highlander universe uh so this week before we uh tackle too much we've got some reader mail we wanted oh. to uh to read so as some of you may know uh we did like a campaign to support Ephraim ash and Anthony DeLongis for their efforts in Lakeland, Florida at the convention down there. Um, And they really helped us out and they put on a great show, the Crossing Swords uh, video podcast we did. Yeah. um, Which is really a neat inside look into the world of fight choreographers and master swordsmans and whip masters pretty neat so check that out it's on our facebook page thank you everybody that contributed to the campaign we raised a decent amount of money for them and uh, got that to them the other week and they are very grateful for it so thanks to everybody who contributed stars surely appreciate it
2: yeah and, and so do we this is a great community thank you for supporting this podcast supporting the talent that made the show that we love so much It's all good times. Thank you for your generosity. Definitely. Uh, Efron wrote to us. He
1: says Keith, Kyle, and Eamon, first, thank you for the unprecedented help. Uh, The generosity of the fans never ceases to amaze and humble me. I will soon be marketing my instructional DVD, The Actor's Blade. Uh, It's two hours and 17 minutes of instruction. Uh, in cut and thrust weapons for theatrical applications. So stay tuned to our Facebook page. I'm sure we'll be posting that when that goes live for sale because that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah.
2: there's also a dick joke in there somewhere but (laughs) 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 not to corrupt his (laughs) 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 corrupt that presentation but I've got a cut and thrust weapon here, you know what I'm saying? Ha-cha! right. (laughs) Wait, I don't get it. What what do you mean? Uh, The weapon is my penis. (laughs) Oh! Very good.
1: (laughs) Uh, The next letter we got was from Mr. Anthony delonges himself uh, i says hey keith i'm truly touched and appreciative that's the end of the (laughs) letter sorry there's a there's a lot more to this email um highlights thank you so much for organizing this effort please extend my gratitude to the fans for their support both emotionally and financially. We are deeply touched and appreciative. It was our pleasure to attend the convention and see old friends and make new ones and share stories with the fans. We also enjoyed teaching and passing along skills. It's a way of giving back to their loyal support for my many efforts and for a great show. Always happy to be there for the fans. Perhaps we'll see them again later this year at the Highlander
2: World Con. In LA, coming soon. Uh, Thank you both. Yes, Uh, thank you very much. And for generously participating in our little roundtable discussion. That was a ton of fun. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. So we've got some reader mail to tackle before we jump into this week's episode. So this reader mail all has to pertain to episode one of season three, The Samurai. Kyle,
2: what do we got there? So a a couple people raised the issue of a continuity error that we did not point out. I mean, it's a well-known continuity error, so I don't really feel like we're reinventing ground here. But the, the main one that folks like Brian S. and Lucas P. pointed out was that early on in the show... Max says he got his katana from a clansman, but in The Samurai, he clearly gets it from Hideo Koto. As much as I love this episode, Brian, or Lucas writes, that always bugged me. So, I've got a few thoughts on that. One, I had no problem believing that was a metaphor, but... Second, I yeah, just try not to think about Freefall. That's the terrible episode <laughs> with Joan Jett in which yeah. she buys him the sword and the entire thing is brought on because she's like, oh, if this sword's so great. Why don't you use it? And he's like, oh, because the sword's been with me for so long. I got it from a Klansman. It's like right. part of me. I don't know it just doesn't bother me i guess is the the chips are down and i'm like i'm fine with just writing off Freefall. yeah i don't yeah. think like oh what is like the the cornerstone of highlander canon it's the episode with joan Jet.
3: right i mean also that's an early episode so it's like literally the first episode they filmed right yeah so it's like you know i don't know you shouldn't base your whole series on an early episode like for all they knew they didn't think they were gonna last three seasons right that point also i mean he's scottish it, it, it wouldn't be beyond belief that he just refers to like somebody as important to him as Hideo Kodo as a clansman. I don't know.
2: Though I will take on the chin, just all over my chin and face. Uh, the point that for as persnickety as we are, that we didn't mention this is something that we need to eat yeah. because well, we talk about stuff that's much dumber bullshit yeah. than, <laughs> than, than this continuity error. This blatant- so, we're, so we're justifying our own negligence a little here. Yeah. Well,
1: Two things. One, I, I definitely agree that if you want to consider all of Highlander canon, you know, like all of this series' is canon, the best way to rectify this error is just to think it's metaphorical. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, obviously, they wanted it to be like Connor was the one who gave him this sword, right. I'm assuming, which is fine, too. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's a testament, like, granted, we made, we did drop the ball and not mention it, yeah. but I think it's a testament to how good the episode is Yeah. that, like, I don't care. Like, this yeah. episode was so good, it made me forget. The continuity error. I'm like, Shrug, this is a fantastic story for this weapon. Moving on.
3: Yeah. Is clan, is that like a word that can be applied to like in Japan, like a family group or like a
2: kingdom group? I don't even know what the right word is. I don't know. I mean, I think so. I yeah. Mean, I th- well, at least in like Western texts, I think sometimes they refer to these like family feudal struggles as... Like being clan struggles as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it has the same connotation or sure. or what, but I've definitely read things where they refer to it that way.
3: And I mean Duncan spent enough time with Hideo Kodo. I'm doing a little bit of gymnastics here. Yeah, we're working yeah. hard for this. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking this criticism. <laughs> <laughs> Rejected. Yeah. But no, you are quite right.
1: Yeah. Cool. What else we got?
3: This is from um, Brian S. Because Hideo gave his life honoring Mac as a friend, Mac saw the dying vow he made to Hideo as a promise that Hideo's heirs would not have to give up their life or spirit for honor's sake. What... Because Midori tried to take Kent's life, she had dishonored her spirit, and as long as Kent lived, Midori's spirit would be taken, and maybe eventually her life, as Hideo's life, was taken by the Shogun's decree. Which Mac felt would dishonor his vow to Hideo Koto. What? Because Midori (laughs) is mortal, her time is limited, and it should not be squandered living in a loveless state with somebody who has potentially limitless lifespan. So in the end, Mac did the right thing for all the right reason what (laughs) false here's to the third season and the rewatchers hey what what sorry i'm being very snarky thank you
2: for writing in brian yeah (laughs) um i don't understand this that that seems like the opposite of what that promise was or like that seems like the opposite of the lesson the vow that he made isn't that no koto should ever die for their honor right like that's the opposite like the, the koto should always be ready to follow hideo's example and put themselves on the line for their honor seems to be the point that hideo made if mac took it that way he literally like inverted the lesson <laughs> he's like oh okay your your message is x okay my, i'm taking away from that not x
3: <laughs> like i mean that's
2: consistent with mac right yeah, <laughs> yeah. so he sometimes does not listen i'm going to take this vow and make it my own well i'm going to do whatever i want like i agree there is a strong case for killing kent but yeah. I, I don't agree that he did all the right things for all the right reasons yeah I definitely, I, I have a strong negative reaction to that premise. But again, thank you for writing in. I'm yes. sorry, I'm being so sorry. <laughs> I feel like i being an asshole, but I'm just going to lean into it. I can just be that guy. All right. So
1: this uh, letter is from Jill S. Hi, gentlemen. I just finished listening to the Samurai Podcast and want to talk about how I feel about why Kent lost his life. Uh, This is my interpretation. I have no idea if it is what the writer had in mind. It all comes down to one fact. Midori does not know about immortals. McLeod has to lie to her. He tells her that she did not know what she knows she did. He tells her uh, that she did not mortally wound Kent. This makes the situation quite different for Midori than Mac wants it to be. She has been seated with self-doubt. He has been forced to gaslight her to hide his immortality. Midori goes back with Kent not because of honor. She goes back because she has been convinced there's no escape, that she is mentally unstable because she has believed she murdered him, and it was clear that she had not. He wasn't even limping, uh, bandaged, or scarred. Because of MacLeod, who Family Legend has it will help you out when you need it, made her think she was crazy. Uh, he cannot explain. It really is his fault that she has given up and returned to her husband. The only thing he oh. can do uh, for her is to take Kent's head. In Japanese society, you do not conduct affairs in your house. I don't know if that was on the writer's mind either, but if so, you have another factor coming in. Midori's life is so restricted that she cannot get away from her home to conduct her affair. So the crux of this email is that...
2: The, that Mac is gaslighting her and forces her to go back inadvertently?
3: Right. I mean, in a way he is, but he kind of has to, I guess. I mean, Immortals had to do a lot of gaslighting. Or is it still gaslighting?
1: I mean, is it really Mac's fault? Because they go back to Midori's hotel before they're going to go back to Japan, and Kent is there. So yeah. Mac, Mac being around this situation or not, Kent was going to find Midori And reveal himself to be alive you know i'm not sure how much this like rests on mac like kent would have exposed himself being alive anyway
3: that's interesting that's something i didn't think of this isn't really related to her email but he doesn't pause to like just reveal himself to midori again like wouldn't she have questions about that wouldn't she not see the stab wound that he she made in his back like wouldn't she have questions about that because if they're married again I presume they're gonna see each other naked again at some point.
2: <laughs> well, he's so rapey that
0: naturally
3: like, Yeah. And it's like once you have questions like, Oh, where's that, that stab wound
2: when I from when I stabbed you in the back? Yeah, <laughs> literally stabbed you in the back. Yeah. Not a metaphor. I just thought about that. Where's the gaping wound I left in your body? Yeah. I guess he doesn't care. I mean to me that would mean he would have to reveal that he was immortal. Yeah. And it's unclear that Mac ever reveals it. And I guess, where is she during their duel on the beach? Did she see the giant lightning oh, yeah. storm that What's Mac What's the created?
1: aftermath of all of that?
2: They yada yada their way through it. How? D- <laughs> <laughs> she was like feet away.
3: Yeah. Uh, What? How did we not talk about that? Don't know. It's the the episode yeah. being that good. I guess. Exactly. We really gave, yeah, we gave that little point a pass. Did anybody email about that? That no. we didn't talk about that? No, listeners, what
2: is your problem? Yeah, yeah.
1: we've all dropped the ball <laughs> on this. Yeah. All clearly, the ball. There was a fireworks spectacular, and Midori missed the show. <laughs>
2: Yeah. She passed out. Maybe maybe, yeah. she was, maybe
1: Matt gaslights her again, and he's like, you're really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There was oh, never, never a little, Kent. Yeah.
2: Kent's, Kent's <laughs>
1: made up. Yeah. You yeah.
2: need to stay in the shrine forever. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. Don't look for this body.
1: Very good. Well, thank you, everybody, for your reader mail. We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, we love hearing from you fans and getting to hear the things that we missed. Yeah, right. that's right.
1: All right, are we ready to hop into this episode? Yeah. This is episode four, season three. The Cross of St. Antoine. That's right. So this episode was first aired Monday, October 17th, 1994. Still Monday. Still a Monday. Mm. Uh, It was directed by Dennis Berry. Yeah. Um, So last episode we saw from him was actually the previous episode, uh, The Revolutionary. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before that, we saw The Samurai, which we were just talking about. Yeah, So he's a solid director.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Some pretty good directing and revolutionary. Not in the re- well, <laughs>
1: yeah. but he's yeah. done plenty of uh, good stuff in this series. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. He's 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 a good to, good to
2: go a, a to. Good to go to. A good to go to. He can really, like, put that still cam in the morgue. <laughs> you killed a priest, didn't you? Oh, boy. <laughs> but uh, you've been good as gold for us. <laughs> <laughs> this episode was written by Maury
1: Ravinsky, uh, the last episode he wrote was season two's The, the Fighter. Fighter. Which is, that's a good one. Which is yeah, one of my like, a good one. favorite episodes yeah. of season two. High Hopes, right?
3: He also works on Highlander the Raven in the future. That's true. Mm. Mm. Uh,
1: this episode guest stars Elizabeth Grayson. We have obviously have seen her a bajillion times. She's Amanda. Uh, but some recent news uh, for Miss Elizabeth Grayson. Uh, her documentary, Dance for Joy, it's an inspiring documentary short film that celebrates the healing movement classes offered by the mark morris dance group and the lineage dance group company uh she spoke about that when she was on our podcast oh so that dropped uh yeah like it was hot (laughs) uh to help people with parkinson's disease find freedom hope and a sense of community through the arts uh it's been accepted into i believe a number of film festivals now so uh keep an eye out for it uh for screenings in your local cinemas uh, or at least festivals
2: sounds legit yeah Yeah. so
1: pretty cool and i'm i'm excited to see it when it finally you know comes on like vod or wherever it'll be Mm -hmm. yeah yeah cool stuff uh, this episode also guest stars David Longworth as Father Peter. Don't worry, he shows up again in Highlander in the episode "Comes a Horseman" uh, in a few seasons as a completely different character. Oh, good. Um, he's where's
2: done, the like, where's the bad
1: priest? Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, where's the botched priest? Oh, yeah. Bring what was his back. name? Where's
1: Father the... Matthew.
2: There have been priests in every episode. Yes. Like after
3: the samurai.
2: <laughs> I mean, that like gives a very definitive answer to like MacLeod's Catholic fanfic that we're yeah. writing. <laughs>
1: The Book of MacLeod.
2: The Book of MacLeod, yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, he's done tons of TV, and he's an, uncred- he's an uncredited old man in Deadpool. No, oh, yeah. oh, good. Yeah.
3: I wrote that down. I also want to talk about this thing he was in for a second sure. called The New Adventures of Beans Baxter. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Johnny Quest for a second, but I want to read the description of this show. Please do. Teenaged Beans Baxter's mailman father disappears one day, and Beans discovers his dad was really a courier for a secret government agency. (laughs) Soon, Beans is drawn into espionage, becoming a secret agent for the government. Beans has many adventures, while his mother remains completely oblivious. Beans' ultimate goal is to find his kidnapped father, who is being held by enemy agents.
2: Whoa. So he's like a secret agent mailman. Yeah.
3: Whose name is Beans. (laughs) Beans (laughs) Baxter.
2: Ah, very good. They were like, they actually went through, they're like, we can't decide between Pinto and Lima. or just Beans. beans. The oddly named Black Baxter. (laughs) So they were (laughs) like, you know what? Let's aggregate all these beans his name is beans yeah. uh this episode guest stars brian
1: james as armand thorne sadly he died in 1999 yeah that's um sad. but this guy's in a ton in a party and, yeah he yeah. played uh <laughs> leon kowalski in blade runner yep. that's one of his most famous roles yeah he was also the voice of the parasite in the superman animated series
2: yeah and he was in the fifth element
3: yeah
1: that's pretty a pretty bad. big role yeah. too yeah
2: yeah yeah the f- oh that movie Guys, serious question: Is that a good movie or a bad movie? I like that movie. I, uh, I, I didn't answer yeah, your question. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like that movie. I don't. I don't know how to answer your question. <laughs> I don't know either. Yes, I, <laughs> I agree that. Yeah, I I'll, I'll say. I'll like, say yes. I, I think s- it's good. Yeah, I like that movie. Yeah. It stands out. It it knows what it is. It's just, is this because we're all just huge Chris Tucker fans. Yeah, that's oh, it. I love Chris Tucker.
1: Yeah, he's my. He's yeah. the reason I watch that Rush
2: movie. Rush Hour trilogy. Yeah. Anyone <laughs> else want to negotiate? Heyo. Uh. Uh,
3: Fifth Element's one of those movies where like if it's on TV and I'm watching it, like I'm gonna watch
2: it. Just so you can see Gary Olpin discover that bomb. Yep. I love that. It's Jean Baptiste Emmanuel it's Zerg. A, <laughs> it's a it's a, it's a. <laughs> He had
1: a new movie come out. The guy that did Luke Besson, yeah, that looked really good. Oh. It's another sci-fi movie. Didn't he also do uh, the movie with uh, ScarJo? I thought he. Oh did.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. He did Ghost in a Shell. No, 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 no. <laughs> Ghost in a uh, Shell. <laughs> I think <laughs> so. I think it's mean. No, uh, it's a name. It's the ten, It's the. Uh, 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 it's the one where like oh I'm using more than ten percent of my brain. Yeah, which oh is that, is that lo- Lucy. Yeah. Lucy. Yes, yeah, I looked, believe
1: yeah. he directed that movie uh
3: that movie looked like utter dog shit
1: i didn't see it but
3: oddly enough it got a 10 percent on rotten tomatoes whoa Whoa. 1 for each percentage of
2: her brain she uses that's right no i just made that up (laughs)
1: uh this episode are crushing it so far i just want to say Uh, this episode also just just stars guest stars justin gray stanford as jonah jonah if you don't remember he was the like the little helper for the priest. Oh, yeah. The priest helper. He's also
3: Good. friends with a whale.
2: <laughs> uh, it's a really friends? small part in enemies? this. Uh, yeah. Or roommates. Roommates, they roommates? Yeah, They're roommates. <laughs> yeah. The whale's his or... landlord. <laughs> 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 yes. I, I guess it's not. your roommate isn't your house. Um,
3: Before we get too far away from this. Before we get out. more into
2: Jason <laughs> Gray yeah, Stanford's yeah, character.
3: We have yeah. like, been like nail on this thing. I want to mention something Brian James was in. Sure. That Kent from The Samurai was also in that I forgot to bring up. They were both in a movie called Pterodactyl Woman from Beverly Hills. Whoa. Yes, go on. This is the description of this movie. Pixie is cursed with turning into a pterodactyl when her husband is caught messing with bones on an ancient burial ground.
2: Why is she punished for her husband messing with his bones? I don't know.
3: Her husband, children, friends, and neighbors must come to terms with Pixie's new look
0: <laughs> her only chance
3: to return to her normal state is to find the shaman
2: who inflicted the curse on her
3: she turns into a pterodactyl
2: is this just a pterodactyl also what's the shaman's connection to the bones this posits some kind of flintstones universe yeah.
3: what do shamans have to do with pterodactyls
2: i think we need to watch this movie tonight <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm like what so uh, That just sounds crazy. So just to further the tangents we're on, have <laughs> you seen, like, the – I guess, like, DC Comics got the rights to, like, some Hanna-Barbera properties yes. and they made a Flintstones yep. comic that's real dark? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Like, Fred Flintstone is a veteran, and, like, there's all this weird social commentary about their, like, enslaved dinosaurs and, like – Yeah, it's You know, like, Dino's, like, nuts. the pet, but, like, their blender is also an animal? Whoa. Like – the appliance animals like called Dino, like an Uncle Tom. It's... it's that's remarkable. Uh, yeah, I I saw some things on Reddit about yeah. it and really want to read that's... it. Interesting.
3: I picked up a comic book this week that was Suicide Squad Teaming Up with the Banana Splits.
2: Do you remember <laughs> who those are, oh, those are the that's an actual yeah. thing
3: I picked up. This is not a joke.
2: All right, well, we've got... yeah. Oh, unpack this yeah. stuff we are like <laughs> this is our most on topic pod yet yep probably <laughs> so anyway
1: jason gray stanford i just want to bring him up because he's done a ton really a small part in this in this show mm-hmm. uh but he was uh the star of of monk he was lieutenant disher oh shit yeah, Monk. That's yeah. like his biggest Monk. role. Uh, <laughs> Tony yeah. Shaloub fan, Amen. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> I used to love Monk, and I just put it together that he is in that. And he's like a major character.
1: Major character. Yeah. Like wow. in basically every episode. Uh, but uh, he's also the voice of Donatello in a lot of the more recent he's uh, oh, wow. Ninja Turtles cartoons. He's also the voice of Raditz in Dragon Ball Z. What? Yeah. Watch
2: the birdie.
1: Uh, he voiced Bullseye in <laughs> a cartoon called Extreme Dinosaurs to bring it back to the pterodactyl. Extreme.
3: Yeah. Extreme dinosaurs. So even remembers this. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: the IMDb description we're reading a lot of IMDb <laughs> <Yes>. descriptions uh, <laughs> this round uh, for Extreme Dinosaurs. Our friends are going
2: to hate this. Yep. Uh, <laughs> is
1: in the present a uh, team of four anthropomorphic dinosaurs created by aliens <laughs> <laughs> must stop three anthropomorphic velociraptors who want to also ca- dinosaurs. Yep, who, <laughs> who want to cause a cataclysm that would speed up global warming and make Earth's climate pleasant for dinos again. Oh, there we go. Extreme. <laughs> all right,
3: extreme dinos.
1: So after all those IMDb descriptions, let's We've got one more. Let's, right. talk, let's, let's talk about the one, one we more. all really care about. This episode's uh, there's two. Duncan feels guilty because he could not prevent the theft of the jeweled cross or the murder of the priest in whose charge it was. So he pursues the immortal thief across the years to restore it.
2: Uh, what? That's not <laughs> true. He
1: yeah. does yeah. not pursue right. this thief across no. the centuries.
2: Bad job. I guess he swears that he will, but we have no evidence that he's done so. Yeah. No. Wrong.
1: <laughs> and then there's another Failing
2: one. Failing IMDB. Yeah. Then
1: there's another description that's, Joe's girlfriend is killed. He thinks it has something to do with her work as an art historian. It has something to <laughs> It has to do with something in the possession of a man named Armand Thorne. Duncan goes to see him and sees that he has in his possession the cross of St. Antoine, a church relic which was stolen nearly 100 years ago from a priest traveling around the frontier by an immortal named John Durgan. Who also killed the priest, which Duncan witnessed. Those are—that's <laughs> a separate sentence. Like which to... Duncan witnessed. He agrees to meet Thorn, and they meet in a church. And he discovers that he is Durgan. So Duncan asks Amanda to help him steal the cross to bring Thorn to him. Wow. wow. These are
2: two good jobs.
1: two bad ones. Yeah,
2: I but, like that one. Can we just go back to extreme dinosaurs?
1: Yes.
3: Extreme. Extreme extreme dinosaurs.
1: all right guys so this episode it opens in joe's bar mac is walking into the bar with amanda i kind of like that like there's no big crazy introduction to amanda she's just she's She's showing up yeah i didn't realize
3: it was her like she does look a little different until she was like there
1: she looks different in every episode yeah <laughs> it's like she's always like changing her look but she's like
3: the head of like a security for a band now or something
1: i was wondering is the band she's doing security for the band that's playing that's why i, I don't think was... so no yeah interesting
3: it's like some diva type or britney spears or something interesting that's what i gathered
1: that makes more sense yeah because i was wondering why she would be like joe's is like a little dumpy bar. Yeah, like, why is there this big security detail that needs to happen?
3: Right.
2: Is it a big security detail, or is it just just Amanda? One one, one butt kicking woman with a sword. I thought she
1: said she was like head of security. Oh yeah, she yeah, did say that. Head. So yeah. I'm, I'm assuming she's got a
2: team. Maybe that blues band that was playing is actually really hot.
1: Uh, so this is actually the first time Amanda meets Joe, which is yeah. kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, you don't really think about that. It's like, oh, they must have met before. Nope. Uh, so she teases him like with a bunch of like sexual jokes. I hear you're the guy
3: that likes to watch. It's Keith referenced earlier, right?
1: No, I was just saying that. Oh, okay. Oh, that's oh. in this line that's in this show? Oh really? Yeah. Oh no, oh, that's this, a coincidence. Oh, yeah. crazy. <laughs> that's something I just like to say sometimes. Gross. <laughs> do you
3: watch us do everything?
1: That gets brought up again in a later episode, by the way. Gross. Uh
3: but then he says only the things I can't get arrested
1: for. What does that mean? Well, I guess the murders? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do I do watch <laughs> yeah. men
2: decapitate each other, yeah. but uh well
1: I guess you can get arrested Is that for what he watch-
2: means. What I think he just, He's
1: implying that he doesn't watch people have sex. Yeah, oh. that's clearly the joke. Like Beeping oh. Tom.
2: Is that a crime? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Kyle's a lawyer. I, as 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 your attorney, I advise you to stop. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs>
3: no, but it's not a crime if I didn't know it was right.
2: Yeah, that's it yeah, that's
1: it. <laughs> so it turns out that Joe is got a hot date and he's got to split yeah. early. Lauren. He's like in love. He's head over heels.
3: He met her at the library
1: right which is
2: i left out loud at that yeah (laughs) she love at the library
3: yeah maybe she's a librarian
2: he's like let's go somewhere we don't have to be quiet that's right (laughs) (laughs) hey you made it weird
3: (laughs) (laughs) i want to say i want to read this quote that joe said which doesn't make sense did you write this down i don't know sometimes you get to a point in your life where you feel like
2: you missed the train then boom lightning strikes what that makes perfect sense it does? Yeah, he's saying you get to a point in life where you feel like it's too late, you'll, you'll never fall in love, you'll never yeah. find someone, and then like out of the blue, in an unexpected way, you find love. What does lightning have to do with a train? I don't know. What do metaphors have to do with anything? This is like a mixed metaphor. Are you the, I, I are would you agree that it is a mixed metaphor. Are you the dude from Guardians of the Galaxy? I am. It would knock over my head. I would catch it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you missed the train, but then you... Catch the next one or something. Right. Not like
1: it is a mixed metaphor. It's, it's but fine, but it makes sense. I think it's
2: perfectly fine. Fuck you, Joe.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so Joe, I guess, says everything's on the house, which is nice of yeah, him. To, that's very generous.
3: You know... She's doing research at the Thorn Estate, right? And so... Joe's going to meet
2: her there. And it's like, oh, there's no way this is going to be sinister. He's going to her place,
1: right, to pick her up. I guess she yeah. was
2: working late. Uh, that's okay. why. Yeah.
1: So Joe shows up at Lauren's house that night, and he's knocking on the door, and then, like,
2: out of nowhere, she is getting like choked out by some dude this is an intense scene though it's shot very strangely there's a lot of slow-mo and joe keeps going like no no yeah and he can't get through the the window which for some reason is like made of plexiglass until it isn't yeah (laughs)
1: Well, like, apparently, so there's a whole story about this window, which is crazy. So, so cool. it's made of real glass. Glass is pretty strong. And so they wanted to have Joe be able to bust through the window for the mm-hmm. shot, which inevitably he does do. Right. Uh, because they would, obviously that's more dramatic than if he just kept knocking on the window and, and then going, the, no! And then the scene was just over. So, but they didn't have the budget for it. So they worked out a deal with Ken Gord, one of the producers, that they were going to trade one of the horses from the flashback. We're not going to get this extra horse. So, we can afford the breakaway window. So, they make this all happen with the budget. Ken Gord goes to pick up this plate glass window. He's driving back to the set or no. to the location. It breaks oh, in the are you car. Kidding me? So, now they don't have the extra horse. They don't have the window. So, they had to actually put real glass up on the, the door. And that's why it's like really hard for him to break. And eventually, if you like go in slow motion, when he does break it, his cane, it's not a cane anymore. It's a crowbar. Oh, hands.
3: really? Yeah. <laughs>
1: (laughs) I did not notice that. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, And I want to say there's some like funny bloopers on the DVD of Jim Burns trying to break (laughs) the window and just hitting it over and over and over again and cursing. It's very funny. Wow. Uh, So that's that. Mm. Uh, She's dead. (laughs) <laughs> Lauren, we hardly knew you. Yeah. No! It, knew you I mean, actually, I think that's all. one of the weakest parts of this episode, is that it is, like, jump-started by, a like, this violent death, and Joe's a mess, and it's like... Yeah. We don't even know this character. Like, he... This just all gets dumped on us. And it's, like, yeah. yeah.
2: Like, it wouldn't have taken much. Just a couple minutes of real estate... Like obviously we care a little bit because Joe cares, but like just a small interaction to like show us firsthand that they care about each other. Or
1: anymore. airing this episode four more down the road, introduce Lauren as a very you know ancillary character that yeah. just right. it, is at Joe's every once in a while, even a b- new bartender. Lauren's the new bartender, maybe not a you know research whatever it is. Yeah, I guess that would ruin her connection to Thorn, but uh, some some reason Completely. for us to like know her a little bit, right? Yeah, would be helpful. Yeah. But we move along. At TV speed. Uh, so we cut back to Joe's bar, and Joe is playing the blues. This is the first time we see Jim Burns play uh, the guitar on the show. which is, is great. Rad.
2: Yeah, awesome. it's awesome. He's in a tank top, mood, lighting. Yeah. yeah. Guys, did you uh, like that scene of him trying to break in the window? Like, I like, loved it. it. I, I, did, I did. wish I could see it again. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because you get the chance. The, <laughs> the, chance. the whole <laughs> thing. <laughs> like The whole thing replays while he's playing the blues. I guess like my reading of that it was like they were afraid to just... Put the camera on him and have him sing the whole time. Yeah, just like, well, just to watch it.
3: That would have been cool.
2: I would have been totally content just to like watch that for a couple minutes. Yeah, without all these cuts to the thing I just saw. Oh, and it would
3: spoiler make it, alert: they play the footage of him playing this song again.
1: Well, apparently this was not scripted. This was no. like a thing that they just decided to throw in. So I think that's part of the reason it's like kind of montagey. But I think maybe they intended it more to go at the end.
2: Mm-hmm. So when you say it wasn't scripted, we spend a couple minutes of time. Doing this? What did they cut? Like, was this episode just like woefully un? Maybe like needed to be filled out, and then they're like, "Oh, we'll stuff this in to fill the time." That's Guess weird. So I don't know. Hmm. 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 But he's looking sad, man. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, just, like
3: his tank top, playing the blues. I read that he wrote this song for this episode. Is oh, that really? True? I didn't know that. Yeah, let me get my cheat sheet. Uh, <laughs> well, it's <an> original <laughs> piece written and played by Jim Burns, but I don't know if it was for this episode or not. Who knows? It's
2: good though. It is. Shadow knows, first off. And second off, Ooh. can you cheat at your own podcast? Let me get my cheat cheat. Yep, I'm cheating. <laughs> yeah, you're on the test. Yeah. Yep. Jim Burns. I tried to look up
1: the person who plays Laura. Lauren. She does not even have an IMDb credit on uh, this episode. Do we even so, really see a face? Bum- I don't think so. Yeah. So, poor Lauren. Aww. We should find that actress.
3: Yeah, get her on the show.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so they head back to Max Loft. Amanda's like, I feel so bad for Joe. Like, how could anyone go through this? And, like, then they pan back, and he's sitting, like, right there. <laughs> he's, he's sitting right there, like, you don't have to talk about him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I guess the police think this was just some robbery gone yeah. bad. Like, that she walked in on a burglar. Right. Things went south. But Joe's like, I saw him. He was wearing a $2,000 suit. This is bullshit.
2: How does he know how much the suit is worth? He's a fine connoisseur of yeah. suits. So mm.
1: He does dress well typically
2: that's
3: true except for when he plays the blues
1: except for when he plays the blues he lets it all hang out that's right (laughs) Tank tap. duncan promises joe that he's gonna help find out what's going on oh also that and there was a bit of cut dialogue in the script here where joe says like he well i guess he's regretting not being able to do anything that's what this whole scene is about Mm -hmm. Uh, but i guess he says after he broke through the window he climbed through it and fell on his ass uh, uh, and like since obviously joe doesn't have any legs uh so he could not like pursue this murderer right so that's extra a, sad
3: yeah that's a question i had that i forgot like what what did the murderer do did he just like run out the back door or something <laughs> I guess so? like he just cheesed it
1: <laughs> yeah we cut to the thorn estate it's this is not a museum right this is like no it's private this is a private <laughs> collection right in a house this security guy george is there he's like yeah. oh she she may have left with somebody nobody in the show can ever make up lies like yeah let's like just lie and say she she was alone or whatever so joe flips out and he's like this is bullshit like you may know? have
3: and like why is he getting heated about this like random guy you're not the police
2: <laughs> yeah i don't have to talk to you man meanwhile though amanda is just eyeing up all the various goodies throughout mm-hmm. the house but also admiring the security system that's right yeah
1: which is lasers <laughs> Lasers.
2: Lots of lasers. Are these like lasers, like the lasers in the Resident Evil movie that will cut you to pieces? And are like smart lasers
3: and decide to turn into a grid when it knows you're going to duck or whatever? Yeah, when, it, <laughs> when it
2: determines that you have dodged the lasers. Yeah. I have like, never seen that movie. Why the guy not? who always plays oh. like the. A British guy, he's like a yeah. tall black British guy, and they always have him play a cop. Mm-hmm. He's a cop and everything and mm. he's like the special forces guy in the He's uh, in
3: Punisher Warzone. Of course. I uh, think that's good. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. Resident Evil though, like there's this part where like a laser like one laser beam goes down a hallway and like chops people's heads off and stuff, and this one guy keeps dodging it. So then the laser's coming, and then it turns into, like, 50 billion lasers, so he can't dodge it. And I'm like, why isn't it always that?
2: (laughs) Why ever do less than that? Yeah,
3: but it, like, chops him up into, like, a million pieces, and it's, like, a gross special effect thing.
2: Wow. Resident Evil.
1: Rewatched. Matt comes in to join Amanda, and he notices this gold cross. The titular gold cross in a case and mm-hmm. so this triggers a flashback to snake river montana that's right 1817 so we meet father peter who is baptizing like a little baby in the river uh with his buddy jonah helping out
2: mm-hmm. The good old-fashioned snake baptism that's right.
1: This scene has amazing ADR. Yeah. Like, the father of this baby's like, thank you, father. Now he's blessed. <laughs> and everybody everybody in this scene speaks in, like, the most genteel yeah. fashion. Like, I feel like it's because they're trying to be like, they're religious people. These are very, like, pious and nice people. Everyone is yeah. like, oh, like, at some point they ask, like, what's going on here? Oh, why it's a baptism, don't you know? It's like, yeah. stop talking like yeah. that.
2: <laughs> Well they wanna make it they come seem so innocent for when they're victimized exactly. moments right. from now, so these two like Hill Williams come along <laughs> right with, hill like... Williams. <laughs> guns and stuff and and like coonskin caps yeah they want the cross i guess they roll up they stick a gun in the priest's face but one thing they're not expecting is the mac attack that's right right.
1: mac isn't off to the side looking through a spyglass yeah Yeah. uh and (laughs) he (laughs) means spy scope oh spy scope i keep fucking it up spy
3: scope and he's in full like Steven Seagal, fire down below, outfit. <laughs> so he comes
2: to save the day. Well, Mac gets shot in the chest. Let's not skip that. Yeah, let's not oh, skip that. Yo. So he gets in their face. Yeah. He takes care of one of them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then chases the other one. Gets shot in the chest.
3: This guy fucks Mac up. Oh, yeah. Like, Just
1: get immediately he gets. Well, Mac gets up. up. Second and, like, episode in a row where gunfire does yeah. not
2: seem to phase immortals. Yep. Yeah. So, like, he gets up, goes back at the guy, and then scares him away with a knife trick. Yeah. Mac just, like, gets <laughs> out his knife, throws it back and forth in his hands. Like, come on. Yeah. And he's yeah. in, like, like, beast mode. In yeah. This, and he's in like, this
1: moment, It's pretty great. They're, like, he's fighting like, in the river.
2: Yeah. And he's like, your knife tricks are impressive. I must go. Uh, and then, Father, what's his name, is like, the cross. Got the cross. <laughs> it's
3: like, oh, thanks for, like, saving my life. Nah. Yeah.
2: The cross is very nice. It's like a beautiful golden gem encrusted thing. Yeah. Yeah. Feel like those sort of things. Yeah. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> I feel like I, precious metals yeah. and minerals. I prefer um, a goldfish. Oh. Uh, Yeah, certainly do a Cheez-It cracker. (laughs) It's a golden cheese
3: it.
0: Oh boy! Um, The the
1: priest who looks like Matt Walsh uh, checks out Mac, and he does not look like Matt Walsh. He he does really. I thought so. Like an elderly Matt Walsh. No. Okay. Maybe if he lost
2: weight, sure, and had like a skull, like longish hair and. Yeah, there are a lot maybe of dead Maybe if he had a skull. Yeah, maybe. Instead of just, like, a, a translucent mask, like right. Matt Walsh. Yeah, you're wrong.
1: Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> he checks out Max' wound, and he's like... It's a miracle. Like you've been and Mac, it's very funny because he's like, Oh yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah, a miracle. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, thank, a, thank God. Yeah, you
3: nailed it. How long did immortals get away
2: with that? Like yes.
3: miracle excuse
2: before yeah, like <laughs> modern times. Yeah, before modern medicine. <laughs> everyone's yeah. like, holy shit. Well, I guess they, they had a 50-50 shot. It's like, is yeah. that devil work or a miracle? Miracle. It was a miracle. Yeah. Right. It was great. Don't miracle, is that one? <laughs>
1: yeah. She done me. Uh so the priest is like, is there anything we could do to repay you? And Mac is like, uh, whiskey would be great. Yeah. And then he, I guess, gets the vibe that like that's not a good request uh so he changes to he's like no no no, for you guys to like pour on your wounds so they don't get like all festered yeah Yeah. so uh we cut and we are now uh at fort
2: wolf i love this cut because there's just this dude with like a bow saw and i don't know how you're supposed to use a bow saw this is probably accurate it looks so unsafe it's like these guys are trying to like cut it in half long ways and this guy's just like lifting the saw up with like the the blade facing toward himself just like going to town standing precariously on top of this log yeah yeah that's how you do it it is how you do it mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like, wow. super
1: unsafe and it's like a two-person operation usually you know. yeah also, this is a great like set yeah the
2: yeah set this is, good. is amazing and like the cut to this thing is like really jarring because it's like huge act kind of like not action piece it's an action sequence with the bow saw uh but i was expecting there would be an action sequence with that bow saw at some point <laughs> oh or that would otherwise become re- relevant that would be the pipe of this episode yeah but Pipe for this episode, yeah. <laughs> but alas,
1: but yeah, this set does look great, or this location. They did a lot with not too much. I wonder if this is filmed at a real fort that's existing, or did they put yeah, up I any wonder.
2: like cause... a real cavalry fort?
1: that's well, existing. Well, I mean, like a historic. You know, it mm-hmm. could either be a rep, uh, you know a reproduction mm-hmm. for educational yeah. purposes, or if there's still one there that is maintained, we get some good authentic hard tack
2: and yeah, molasses. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Sarsaparilla. S- S- Enter Tabacky Man. <laughs>
1: Mac gets done with, I guess, a shave and a haircut. Two, Two bits. bits. That's right. Uh,
2: oh, Judge Doom was right. No one can resist the shave and a haircut trick.
1: They do different buzz music here. Mac gets the buzz, and it's awesome, I think. Yeah. Uh, we'll play this. It's probably playing under me right now as I'm talking. Probably. You haven't decided yet. Future Keith will make that determination. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's I like when they switch up like the buzz sounds.
3: But in rides
2: this fur hat immortal. The dirty John Durgan. <laughs> dirty Durgan. <laughs> Dirt Durgan. Don't Dumb Dugan, yes, Dumb Dirt Durgan. Uh, so he immediately dumb is, like, is a real Marvel character, and that is not a joke, and it's real dumb. Oh boy, yep. anyway, go ahead.
1: Uh, so Mac is like, Oh, were you here for me? And it's like, Nope, he gives his standard. I'm, cu- I'm, oh, Dug- that's the right, the client,
2: He's like, John Durkin, no clan. I like it alone, he says. <laughs> I, I thought like that it was, it was, was pretty own, yeah. funny. Hunting for beaver. Right. Pure and simple. But then he like immediately starts eyeing the, the teacher, and I was like, this is lecherous. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, then he eyes up the gold cross. And he's of the opinion that all that gold is hoisted on a priest. It's enough yeah. to make a
1: man take up religion, he says.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: We cut back to the present in Durgan's office, and there's this really funny insert of Durgan, like, looking at his computer yeah. that has, like, security footage on it, and he, and he sees zooms in. Yeah. yeah.
3: But just, funny. like, on his, like, desktop computer. Right. Like, it's not a TV. It's like an
1: Apple II he's looking yeah. at.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think this technology matches up. But, anyway. uh,
1: but he zooms in on Joe, actually. And he's like, oh, who's your friend? So this may be important later. Mm. So we cut to Mac's loft, and Mac is cooking up some pancakes. Hearty breakfast. His like, breakfast, yeah.
2: as we find out in a future episode, is his favorite meal.
1: Amanda had a funny line here. I guess she hates her job. Um, yeah. And she's like, oh, I'm not really cut out for this kind of work, especially working for some dancing brassiere with the ego the size of Detroit. And I thought Elizabeth the I was a bitch. Hey-o. I thought
3: that was kind of funny. <laughs> Take that,
2: Elizabeth.
1: So Mac's concerned about this cross, because last time he saw it was 100 years ago,
2: and he's wondering how this guy Thorne came about it. If only he was, like, making some kind of flambe that could, <laughs> that could <laughs> <laughs> tell us the story. <laughs> whoosh. whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> yeah, so there's, like, I what is he making? What the hell is he making that he then needs to, like, light some, like, Grand Marnier or I something? I guess he's just
1: making a little syrup for the, the
2: pancakes or crepes or whatever. I guess so. Yeah. Oh, a creep. So through the burning fire of right. whatever he's making, we go back to Snake River. That's right. And so Durgan's at
1: the, I guess, local like trade post, uh, and he's trying to, I guess, sell some beaver pelts and all yeah. this stuff. And this guy, I guess, is giving him a hard time yeah. about it. Like, he doesn't seem cool with the pricing. Yeah. Stuff, but Mac shows up with like pants and shirts, and he's getting paid pretty well for that stuff. It would
2: seem he's getting well, paid he's like... buying stuff. Yeah, he's buying. He oh, he's
1: buying stuff. Yeah. I thought he yeah. was turning in pants because I have a note. I was like, where did, your... where did Mac get all these pants? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: you missed the part the sub-plot where he becomes just a tailor. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. We find out that I guess uh, the shop can't keep... read. Yeah, Durkin yeah. can't read. The shopkeeper has to like write up the bill of sale, do the whole thing. He's like, well, I'll just put my mark on it. So he asks, I guess, Mac for advice. He's like, oh, do you think it's like worth reading? And Mac is like, yes
2: reading is good he He's does one, one of those like read those read reading posts.
3: is good yeah. it's the picture of mac. check them out
2: <laughs> <laughs> books no one ever saw the california raisin thing because this is amazing no uh, it's like a promo that the california raisins did for your like public libraries and it's like this whole rap and like the chorus of it is books check them out <laughs> books check them out at your local library
3: i thought it was interesting mac learned to read when he was 50
1: yeah that's interesting and we we still have not seen this episode yet there's an there's, episode there's a the whole episode about which i think i kind of got like oh. teased last season yeah. It was like they mentioned it's Under like oh i remember you and fitz yeah. or whatever learned yeah. to read and so yeah we still have not seen that yet Fair we're exciting.
3: also introduced to this young woman who's a teacher who's taking donations for a school right miss wesley yeah and she's holding like a fancy book which catches durgan's eye i mm, believe
1: it's true or
3: is it the money i think it's the money it's the money
2: yeah see i'm
3: an idiot see, i thought it was no, a book
2: no, but I the thought, book is important. No, bo- they thought, do no, call thought, out the book, though. I because... thought that was, I thought that was the deception. What's about to happen in a future scene is that mm-hmm. he goes to this teacher under the pretense of asking her to read, right? Like to teach him how to read. They just had this whole conversation about reading. It does actually, legitimately look like he's like eyeing the book and maybe considering making a change. But mm. then, of course, that makes the reversal and the reveal of how terrible this guy is (spoiler alert). Yep. that much more potent. Aha. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. So later. Mm-hmm. He, I guess, follows the teacher home, asks her to read, and she's like, Oh, let's start with this. And she holds up like a book or whatever. And then he's like, Let's start with this. this. And he just, <laughs> chokes, <laughs> her. He just <laughs> chokes
2: her out. I was like, God damn it.
1: Pretty screwed
3: up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Some intense violence against women.
3: And she drops the book, and then it switches to Joe reading the same book, but that, probably not really.
2: Yeah. Like That's he a great picks, cut. like, it's a great
1: cut. Yeah. Like she, when she gets choked out, she drops the book on the ground. Yeah. And then when they cut to the book, it's Joe picking it up. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind it's of a good. nice seamless transition. Instead of them, like, zooming through something, they just use mm-hmm. a cut, which is neat. So we're back at Joe's bar.
3: For his breakfast, he's having whiskey. Yes.
1: <laughs> so I guess Joe's been up all night just getting hammered. Yeah. Uh, and Amanda shows up, and she's like, oh, I'll take you out to breakfast. And he's like, no, I'm good. Yeah, I've eaten. He has all these regrets, I guess, that he's like, oh, I could tell you, like, What an immortal in Spain had for lunch like 300 years ago next Tuesday, but I can't figure out who killed Larn. So he's all bummed out that he has all this, you know, I don't know, in this
2: situation, like, useless knowledge. Yes. But Amanda's like, "Eh, what goes around comes around. Yeah, but Amanda gets hip to this and is like, "Uh uh-huh, maybe you are a source of information that I can get about these relevant people. So she's like working the case in her own way. Cause yeah. Very clever. Right. Meanwhile, Mac is chasing down the leads on this cross. He's at the Thorn estate, I guess, questioning Thorn's, I guess,
3: art dealer or blinder, I believe is his name. Blinder. Blinder.
1: Blinder. Blinder. blinder.
3: Or
2: Blinder. So, blind what that's what i have right <laughs> now i think his name is blender
3: <laughs> i didn't write his name down but he's so like, like a. Uh, can we
2: have like a break for a smoothie we can put some veggies in your blender <laughs> 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 he looks like moby a little bit right yeah, it does look like moby <laughs> hey guys do you want to go on down to the south side here we go now. <laughs> <laughs> the south side <laughs> So this is just Jim Rash. Mac is
1: uh, <laughs> Mac is asking about the cross. He's interested in purchasing it, and, and he has all the skinny on it. Right. So this the the curator guy Blender starts like <laughs> starts to tell him about it, but Mac like interrupts and like yeah. finish it. Like he knows the whole deal on this. They cross. finish each
2: other's sandwiches. Yep. Uh, it was created in 1091 in Byzantium to commemorate the defeat of the Normans. Huh. By whom? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't but know. Like it's 1091, in 1066. The Normans are like crushing it, because that's when they conquered England. I don't know what setback they suffered in 1091. I should have looked it up.
1: Uh, So anyway, apparently Mr. Thorne does not sell any of his collection.
3: Or see anybody with or without an appointment. I'm like, if they have an appointment, why does he still not see them?
2: (laughs) (laughs) If he makes an appointment, he will consistently bail on them. Doctors, (laughs) dentists, they all hate him. But uh, it's
1: funny, because the guy says he's he's not a tradesman. He's a collector. Which is kind of a funny twist, because Mm -hmm. obviously uh, when we saw durgan yeah uh, in the past he was a tradesman that's right duncan's like give my regards to mr durgan and mr blinder has no idea what he's talking <gasps> about <laughs> then we get a flashback to fort wolf in montana again 1817
3: yeah so Max kind of setting to leave
1: yeah jonah's there cooking a yeah. breakfast like yeah. they're buddies i don't
2: well he's you know he. i guess he did solid. save their lives, yeah. lives. Yeah. yeah yeah
3: and he's like where's uh the father i wanted to say goodbye to him and he's like, oh, he's baptizing uh, Durgan.
2: Yeah, like your friend said, couldn't stand to see another Hunrise as a heathen.
3: Yeah. So then I guess this arouses Mac's suspicion.
2: Yes. And nothing ever comes of that dead teacher, by the way. No. Right. They don't. Yeah. Like, like, I guess she's not discovered before this point. That's a good point. I, was, I just a side about. note. Yeah. yeah. Never comes I up.
1: mean, it would have been good to mention it because that could give Mac suspicion that Durgan. Did it. Yeah. Like, right. he killed the teacher. Like, maybe he's now going to kill this person. Yeah. Why not just have it be a throwaway line? Like, the teacher was found this morning dead. Yeah. And robbed. Because when you first meet Durgan, you don't think he's a bad guy at all. Yeah. Like, he is just a trapper,
2: basically. Right. Yeah. He's just dirty. He's just dirty, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's not Riding that dirty. <laughs> does Mac catch him riding dirty? <laughs> he does. Or Mac is the one... <laughs> Mac-, <laughs> Mac is the one riding, I think, literally, but... Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. All right, so... We cut to the river. Durian's getting baptized, and I guess he's he's getting upset because the father's going to baptize him with like his little cross necklace. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Don't you have like the big one?" <laughs> and He's like, "Always," and she's so like, "I guess I'll, I like I don't know why the father would not use the big one, but why, like, so it's Just like in his pocket.
3: Yeah, it's like what, busted. Out. Does he always have it? Like, like <laughs> I guess it seems like it. not gold heavy? Like, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like accurate. It's weird, but he like makes him take out the the saint antoine cross
2: right he gets him to hold it and he's like oh it's so beautiful blah 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 the way the priest delivers this follow-up line it's very strange he's like oh <laughs> wonders come <laughs> from heaven <laughs> he really just like relishes saying the word all oh, and it's very interesting but durgan has a response to that Involves stabbing.
1: Yeah. I don't think heaven's going to help you today. I don't know why I'm saying it in like a southern accent. He's I like an Irish accent. I don't think heaven's going to help you today. <laughs> but he stabs the priest. Yep. But then when he stabs him, Dur- Durgan, yeah. I guess we're going to play this.
2: Good God. Whatever this is. Durgan yells. Yeah. So here is Durgan yelling. All theories open for what the fuck this is. <laughs> <laughs> So, if
3: you watch this episode, he, like, belts out this, like, horrifying shriek, which, what the fuck is this it's noise? It's like a dinosaur he's, noise. He's a T-Rex. Is, yeah. is he one of these he's raptor aliens? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a dinosaur for hire. And his face looks pretty scary. But then when he runs away, it's, like, really silly. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> like, he, 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 he lumbers. Yeah. <laughs> like, he the like, definition of... He's, like, hunched over. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe he trundles. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. He,
3: he ma- shrieks out this, like pretty horrifying scream and then it's so, like turns around and like kind of <laughs> shimmies away <laughs> like oh okay. Uh, so yeah
1: they've given him these weird like animal qualities yeah in this episode
2: this comes back oh yes it yeah. does thank god um, weird stuff so what happens here i love this sequence that is about to happen oh well he, he uh shoots mac off his horse yeah right? so mac rides up on his horse he reaches down into his like holster one arms his rifle to shoot at durgan misses the whole time there are these like orchestra hits that sound like the soundtrack to turtles in time uh <laughs> check it out i'm not kidding i'm expecting them to be like technodrome let's kick shell <laughs> or for a more period appropriate one bury my shell at wounded knee very good yeah all right that that was a joke for one person and they're <laughs> not in this room um, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, Jurgen ends up like horsing Mac with his pistol, lets out the T Rex roar, and shuffles away. Yeah. Uh, also, when Mac gets up from like being shot, he just straight up looks like Gaston. <laughs> I'm expecting him to eat four dozen eggs to help him get large. Large and in charge. So, priest dead.
1: Yep. And he's, he asks Mac to like return the cross to the Catholic Church, I guess. Sure. One of these days. One of these yeah. days. So maybe this yeah. is where it all starts for Mac. He, debits, oh, yeah. he yeah. commits his life to the Catholic Church. Church, yeah,
2: <laughs> this Catholic fanfic.
3: <laughs> it's pretty clear that Mac has forgotten this promise, or like hasn't <laughs> been keeping
2: it very well. He's just like, ah, fine, sure. yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I got <laughs> so boss.
1: many promises I gotta keep.
2: <laughs> it's gonna be exhausting to keep track. Do you have like a book of promises? It's his little black book. <laughs> yeah. Is this the same location in Mountain Men? I don't know. I don't think so.
3: Yeah, it, lo-
1: it does look similar, doesn't it? Looks mm. a
3: little similar, but I don't know. Just a thought. Could be. Mac gets a
2: phone call.
1: Yeah, back... Not, not in the 1800s. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mac's cell phone rings, but it's all watery, so he can't answer it. No, yeah, back it cuts in the-
2: from the water to a basin of water in which Amanda is cutting the stems of flowers. Is that a thing? To cut the stems of... Yeah, he cut the bottoms off. But in a pool of water. Why is there a pool of water? She's like know. submerging the stem. She's submerging the stems in water and like kind of cutting them underwater. Maybe oh. it makes it easier to cut.
1: I
3: don't know if there's a reason know. to do it. that I, way.
2: I have absolutely no idea. That's how they make the transition from like the water of the river to this basin, and huh. I don't get it.
1: Interesting. I've never. Yeah, I just trim them. All right.
2: No clue. Very I'm good. Just, just asking.
1: I don't. Any know florists of... out there? Write us in. We want to know. Do it. How to trim those flowers. So we're in Mac's loft, and I guess Amanda comes in, and she's got details.
2: She's got the deets. Deets.
1: And the phone rings, as you said, Eamon.
3: Mm -hmm. And Uh, who's on the phone? Somebody from Thorne's um, estate says he wants a meeting with Mac, and he's going to
2: send a driver to pick him up. I was expecting him not to be there because the earlier appointment comment. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) he's not there. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. He doesn't come to his appointments. (laughs) Don't.
1: (laughs) So... The driver takes Mac to this church. Mac goes in to meet Durgan on holy ground.
3: He thinks he's meeting Thorne. Or oh, excuse me, Thorne, right. the buzz, and then he goes in, and he's like,
2: A depiction of someone on the mount. Hopefully you appreciate that, Thorne. Yeah. I'm
3: like, why would he appreciate that or not appreciate it?
2: Oh, we left out one little piece of bait that he had left behind, oh. which was that when he met with Binder, <laughs> Blinder, Blender. <laughs> uh, yeah. he says, like, oh, give my best to John Durgan. And he's like, I don't know who the that is is like right he like tries like floating it to see if he gets a reaction
3: yeah because i guess and he thinks these guys are connected i don't know if he thinks they're the same
2: person though right no, no not necessarily but yeah. he thinks something's up with it that this guy might have gotten it from durgan right. or something or that durgan might be posing as an antiques dealer yeah so then durgan
1: turns around and he's like there is no john durgan there's only Zool. <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> and then he gives that speech that started off our episode which is really interesting So
1: talk to us about it, Kyle.
2: He talks about how that day was like a transformation. Like that literally was like a baptism for him. And Mac thinks he means like in a religious sense, but he means like that was the his transition from like this kind of bestial man into like an intellectual, someone who can read, someone who studies and like is obsessed with art and beauty. As opposed mm-hmm. to just being like this simple woodsman. Which is interesting because like he has no interest in fighting Mac or participating in the game. He just yeah. wants to be left alone.
3: And he's out. He's out of the game until there's only one left. And he speaks nine languages including Latin and Greek.
1: Yeah. He's, like, quite the cultured guy. And we'll find out, like, later that he's on, like, the Arts Council and all this stuff. And he also says to Mac, he's like, everything I own is part of me, especially the cross. I sell nothing, and nothing is ever taken from me. So quite the collector.
3: But Mac is like, you know, you're still a pig, even if you're in a crushed linen suit. So Mac doesn't buy in it. He's like, you're still a bad dude. Which, yep. as we'll
2: hear from that roar, he might actually still literally be a pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think pigs yell that way. It's kind of like a—that's not really a squeal. I guess the guy's a murderer. Like, this <laughs> this is gonna make
3: me question it. And then I was like, oh no, wait—he killed somebody. Like yeah. at the beginning of this episode, I'm like, does Mac really
2: believe like? You are what you are, no matter what. Like if he hadn't killed this woman, maybe it's uh maybe he's like got to decide like, oh okay, he did this very bad thing all this time ago, but he seems benign now. What do I do? Yeah, right. but he obviously, for reasons that aren't one hundred percent clear to me, though he admits to killing this woman. Yeah, yeah he's
1: like, I don't kill much anymore. He's yeah. like, just yeah. when I need to, just,
2: just like just when I feel like it, and it's convenient. For me, like, I guess he kills Lauren.
1: He says that she has too many questions about the cross specifically. And it's like, well, what questions could he have gotten in trouble about this cross? Like, no one has seen this cross in 100 years. Yeah. So, uh,
2: I mean, like, no one is expecting that this guy Thorne stole the cross, right? Maybe. Or maybe, I mean, not that he personally stole it, but he, like, this thing was stolen and whoever stole it gave it to someone else. But it's like, but I, I guess. He's in, in possession of a fundamentally stolen piece, even if he didn't steal it. So, like... Yeah, but I, I don't know how that works. I know we have, actually, a museum
1: studies listener out there. I think... Liz? I'm calling you out. Tell yeah. us how this works. I don't know how, in the art world, especially now, things like this work. Like, because he says, he's like, well, what I've done is, isn't that bad. He's like, do you think the Egyptians or, like, those British museums got yeah. all their Egyptian collections from the owners? Those Those are grave robbers. So... In today's art world, what happens when there's a stolen piece of art? Like, is it his fault? Like, at what point does he have to return this to the owner?
3: It could be. This does happen where, like, countries have pursued museums saying, like, listen, these things are ours and were stolen from us. And I don't know what the outcome is all the time, but this could potentially result in him losing this cross that is so important to
2: him right right and also like they imply that multiple pieces are in question so yeah it might be more than just the cross we know for a fact that this is stolen and they don't know this but that he is the one who fucking stole it so right
1: i wonder what he hired lauren to do like why was she there this isn't a proper museum or anything like he must have contracted her right to help out for what reason like he's got all this shit on display it's like yeah maybe you should like if you're gonna have People coming from the outside. And put
3: a, put a sheet over that one.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah just cover that one up for yeah. a couple hours. What's that one? It's a ghost. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jurgen kind of ends this exchange of saying, like, you'd be surprised how much protection money can buy. Like, you won't ever be able to get close to taking right. me out. So.
3: Protection we never really see, aside yeah. from some lasers and one, like, <laughs> limousine driver. One yep. extra. Yeah. Yeah. Except
2: for one extra. Yeah. This does yeah. get weird because of that. So, like, I was actually willing to buy into it, but it is funny that it never pays off and spoiler mac does break into his house and we see neither hide nor hair of this yeah. wanted security it's like if it's that easy like just go kill him yeah <laughs> so
1: we cut to max loft and mac is now asking amanda for help breaking
2: into thorn's estate i love this that like she's like you wanted me to go to a jit, and now you want me to steal like come on
3: yeah max kind of like uh mixed messages here
2: a little a bit. Maxed messages. <laughs> yeah, I was
3: about to make a similar... Type. I was going to say mixed messages. That doesn't work.
1: <laughs> no, mine was better. <laughs> <laughs> but anytime Mac and Amanda are on screen, it's always, like, solid. This yeah, is, they have a, this good, is great.
3: a good chemistry.
1: Right. They're bickering back and forth. Yeah. Amanda doesn't want to help, but Mac wants... So I, I'm a little confused, and we'll see this play out, like, what the plan is. The way Mac is describing this plan here, it feels different than, I think, what ends up happening. I yeah. thought he was, like... Get me – all you need to do is get me
2: in and I'm just going to go kill him. I thought that was his plan. That is definitely not the plan. The plan was get the cross and he'll come to me is what he says. We need to draw him out. Yeah. But I still find
1: that with all this guy's protection, that still seems like not the greatest plan. Oh, it's
2: still dangerous. Right. Because he's
1: like going to draw him out and all the goons, right? The, all the goon.
2: All <laughs> oh, the goon. Draw out the one limo driver. <laughs> get him to the goon.
1: Amanda doesn't want to do it. She's like, it's like asking like an alcoholic to take a drink. Like she's gonna get hooked. Yeah. On the the stealing again. Uh, but she finally agrees, and Mac is like, I will be your obedient servant. And then, damn, I like the
3: sound of that.
1: And then, what do they do, amen They fuck. That's right. <laughs> Womp, I have womp. read my notes written. Eamon then says, they fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I actually
3: wrote Amanda and Mac fuck.
2: <laughs> I, did t- I did too. <laughs> Very good. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing. Yeah. I think I noticed why you thought the plan was what you thought it was. Because at one point, Mac sums it up by saying, you take the cross and I'll take his head. Uh, he, used, uh, he says that, but he's, yeah. that's like the distillation of the plan. That's I see.
1: The, I guess I was assuming that was all happening at the same time. Yeah.
2: So Ma- is is that Mac kind of
3: promising Amanda the cross?
2: Yeah. No. Or maybe. I don't know. She is upset that she doesn't get to. Yeah. Get, but-, but I guess for Amanda, it's more about the thrill of the
1: steel.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The yeah. art of the steel. That's
1: right. Uh, so Mac goes into Joe's bar. Joe is being kind of dismissive about like his grief right now. He's just like, ah, everybody loses somebody, whatever. I'll get over it. But then Mac reveals that I guess he knows now that it was
2: this guy, John Durgan who's the one.
3: masquerading as thorn yeah
2: right. which shocks joe because joe yeah. knows all about durgan apparently yeah because yeah. this guy's seen like, him in a hundred years right uh, Ugh. Ugh. i know your first love <laughs> i know more about you than you know about yourself
3: <laughs> then he pulls out a gun right yeah he
2: gets the gun he becomes yeah. a law and order fanatic yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh and so he pulls out this gun and he's like max like you going to kill him with that and he's like i'll slow him down which also we don't see really come to fruition there's a lot of things in this episode that are, like, set up. Like, I feel like in another version of this episode, this is Joe's revenge. Yeah. episode. Maybe it's futile in the end and Mac needs to help him out.
2: Hmm. Yeah. That could be what and this episode is. Joe ultimately has no impact on this plot, yeah. really. I guess he sort of participates in their ultimate scheme. But yeah. It's really just
1: Lauren that gets things going. Yeah. Yeah, she just ends up being the catalyst for Mac to get involved. Mm-hmm. The MacGuffin. What's it called? What, what is this term called?
2: a macguffin
1: no a macguffin's the device that like there's like if there's like a bomb or something that's your you're like that's or driving a,
2: or murder that's driving
1: murder. no 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 no. this is uh the, it's like the the woman in the the freezer it's 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 a tur it's from a comic book in like the 80s oh, the idea is like oh, you oh, kill oh, oh, the oh, oh, oh. the protagonist's love for no good reason it's just to get them to do something else i forget mm. the term for
3: this it's called like It's similar to Nuke the Fridge, but it's called, I think it's Fridging.
1: Yeah, maybe it's Fridging. And it's about, like, when you have a female character, she is only existing just to be killed. Right. Just to motivate a male character.
3: Yeah, DC is guilty of this a few times in the Identity Identity Crisis comic books. Mm. Nerds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's kind of what's going on, I guess, with Lauren. We just meet her and then she dies. Yeah. We don't meet her.
2: That's, That's right. Yeah, we we <laughs> just <laughs> see her. We're we just made aware that she exists, yep. and then she dies.
1: So anyway, we're back in the JoJo, and Mac has got like a big duffel bag with She's Amanda. Called the
2: JoJo. <laughs> (laughs) Did (laughs) I? uh, Dojo. The Joe. Joe, Dojo. JoJo? So Mac is the Dojo and Joe is the Jojo. (laughs) Yep.
1: All right. So they start doing like their training for this break-in scenario, which is
2: very good. They're doing like Mission
1: Impossible style things. Mac keeps dropping her. Apparently he really dropped her and uh, Elizabeth Grayson said she was pretty pissed at him for it. Oh, really? Yeah. That he just like dropped her on her belly. (laughs) Ouch. Yep. That seems dangerous. (laughs) I
2: remember back in the day when all you needed was a crowbar and some lockpicks, but now she needs to like fight this security system. There's a Man. So we cut to the museum, and
1: we get more kind of witty, funny banter. I don't know if we should listen Very to this.
2: Very loud banter. Yeah.
1: It's all, like, loud whispering, yeah. which is, I'm okay with. They're, yeah. like, yelling it's at funny. each other while they're Yeah, they're,
3: they're bickering back and forth. I don't really understand the logistics of, like, did they lower themselves onto the
2: steps? They must have, because why else were they doing that lowering maneuver? I mean, like, I guess what's the lowering? there's, like, a skylight. I'm, yeah. Or skylight. they
1: didn't feel yeah. like going down the steps. They're like, well, we brought all this rope. Yeah. I'm like, what?
3: And Amanda's sprays for lasers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep it's uh, like
3: a weird spray can is this real like can you spray for lasers i don't know i see it in movies all the time
2: good question i think you can yeah because like i don't know like if you if you've ever played laser tag
3: oh yeah yeah they have they like, like the, the smoke throughout
2: right it so that like it highlights the laser so you can oh. yeah. see it more easily So I'm I'm giving it a yes based on my very scientific study of laser tag (laughs) 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 at the Discovery Zone or (laughs) exilarum or some shit. Discovery Zone.
1: Uh, So Amanda's, of course, wanting to steal even more shit while she's there, which is very funny. But they end up, I guess, uh, getting some suction cups. They remove this case from the cross. So they pull some, like, Indiana Jones shit, and Mm -hmm. they, I guess, swap out the cross for, like, some weights. Yeah, but then the entire room is destroyed by a boulder right yeah, <laughs> yeah and so they run
2: out of there quickly very quickly it's very bad
1: <laughs> uh so they're back in the loft i have a note here i thought the lighting in this scene was amazing anyone notice this no it's like very dark but like there's like splot like splashes of color on the wall like it's mm. it's a little like comic booky mm-hmm. uh, i thought it was really nice uh, it oh. almost reminded me of um the original flash tv show everyone oh. should watch that the uh art design on that show is really good they make it look very comic-y uh, like all the lighting in that series. It's all like blues and yellows mm. and sneak.
3: Nice. They're they're patting each other on the backs.
1: That's right. Dancing around, having a good time.
3: And Amanda stole an extra thing.
2: An extra bunch of things, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
3: It looks like a plate.
2: She works fast. Man. Yeah. But then they get a call the next morning. Durgan is turning the tables because now he has Joe. Yeah. Oh, we, we forgot they fuck again. Oh, yeah, they fuck again. Yeah. Oh, that's important. Sorry.
1: Sorry, yep. <laughs> sorry, how, sorry, Amy, what did they do?
3: Uh, they, uh, uh, f- uh fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning, they're in bed, uh, and they get a phone call, and Joe has been Joe-napped. Uh,
2: <laughs> you, you workshopped that, right? No, I didn't. Yeah, so Joe, I you napped. tested that out <laughs> on, like, Joe crowd. <laughs> anyway, jurgen has got him. Mac didn't think of this. Like, maybe
3: say, hey, Joe. Hide out at my place for a little bit.
1: Yeah, I guess not. He didn't think it all through, did he? Come on. But also the end of this is crazy because Jurgen is like, all right, you stole like my most prized possession. So I stole your best buddy Joe. He's like, So I'm I'm a civilized person. Just give me the cross back. I'll give you Joe back. No big deal. Like, and I'm actually I kind of believe him. Mm -hmm. Because I think he wants his cross back that bad. Yeah. And then Joe all tied up in a chair he's like no kill this son of a bitch it's like whoa buddy like how about just give him the cross back like he, why? Wants, he wants vengeance
2: he wants he yeah he's, he's willing uh, to give his own so. life to kill durgan because durgan murdered his love but he's like don't so. listen to a mac but it doesn't sound
3: like durgan has a
2: plan to
3: like double cross mac
2: no i honestly don't think he does no i think yeah. he just wants the cross back he just yeah. wants the cross back and joe's like Screw it! Kill, yeah. him. Kill him! Yeah,
1: yeah, wow!
2: Because he's mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so we cut to the church again. Jurgen arrives. I guess he's going to be making the the switcheroo. the The cross is just like sitting on a piano, and they add yeah. like an, an. Did you see the animation they add to it? Oh, the <laughs> <bling>! <laughs> like, like a little sparkle. Yeah.
3: It looks really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mac isn't revealing himself, but Durgan gets the buzz, so he's like, oh, Mac's in here.
2: Important bit of world building
1: here. And there yeah. was and there was also a little bit, like, the, the flower. Did you notice this? Thing?
3: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, the
1: the flowers that Amanda was cutting earlier, she is one of them, like, on the altar. Yeah. And it's like, that's the clue to Joe that Amanda's, like, that's a very, very, very subtle, subtle clue. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I
2: really hope Joe noticed that. I guess he did. Well, the yeah. way they showed it, he's like, ah.
3: I I remember this flower
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh but important bit of world building Your buzz is not specific You don't know who it is He thinks it's Mac the whole time Yeah And like all that matters It's like buzz or not buzz It's binary Also
3: yeah Like if you have two buzzes at once It still just seems like one or you can't tell it's two people
2: well that one doesn't quite go because he gets the buzz again when he leaves i guess mac is outside of buzz range yeah. right
1: yeah not really sure but yeah, yeah. definitely kyle you're right that buzz nope. is not person specific
2: yeah man is
3: like hiding right so he can't see mm-hmm. but I, this would immediately arouse my suspicion if i was durgan like why isn't mac showing himself yeah I'd be like,
2: shit. <laughs> like, I would not want to leave the holy ground because he's yeah. stalking the I edges just, of it. I swear right. well, he is. Yeah.
3: I just take a seat.
2: Yeah. Just camp out for, yeah, till next
1: Sunday service. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of people around. Uh, so, Mac is outside batmacking the one goon. Yeah. Takes out that goon. Who is now, like, parked in a garage or something. The garage. Some the garage. <laughs> god damn it and the only reason i guess he parks there is just so they can change scenes later because they can't have him fight in the middle of a a road afterwards
2: so where is this church as we are about to find out out, this is like the grayson cut where like you realize that like behind the antique store is maybe a giant chemical plant zone yeah (laughs) so joe sees the cross and other
1: trinkets or whatever trinkets treasures he's like is this what this is about like he's things (laughs) (laughs) things <laughs>
3: <laughs> made me laugh things the delivery things. of that line it actually reminded gonna, me of
1: back to the future yeah, is that why like you wanted me to get the, these things, things. <laughs> <laughs> talking about boobs talking about boobs <laughs> but yeah so joe's gonna like knock them all over with this cane and you then get roar number two yeah, jerkin comes in screeching like a yeah. dinosaur <laughs> yeah
2: what is what are we what is this supposed to be what is supposed to be going on i here? think
1: he's an animalistic Guy,
2: are we literally supposed to think he's making this roar or
3: is this just like a <laughs> or,
2: or is it
1: just
3: added in post? like some
2: poetic license? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. It's weird. And like why? Cuz like it's not something that's like played with. And I was like is he demonic? Yeah. Because, like, he kills a priest in the beginning. That's, like, the first time he does it. I was like, is right. this some weird kind of devil shit? It's
1: because I think there's, like, three episodes in this episode. And I think yeah. all yeah. these things are, like, kind of mat- like mushed together. And they're like, yeah. which
2: thread are we going to pull?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, he... anyway, he puts all his stuff in, like, a duffel bag and runs out. And so when he gets outside into the garage, Mac is waiting for him.
2: Yeah. Why uh, does he just turn around? Yeah. I, I, I Oh, just know. run
1: away? Why does he just go back like, into the church? He's oh, yeah. like,
3: steps away. And, like, if he just... Put his foot on the step, would that count?
2: I'd imagine so. Or take multiple steps back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why test that? Th- why test
3: that theory? Just well, like maybe Meg stab him in the back or something. Like I don't know. But yeah, that's a great point. Why not just go back into the yeah, church? That was
2: my fir- That was my only thought. Instead, he goes to an abandoned like train graveyard. What the wherever yeah. he goes. This is an awesome. Yeah. Like, this set's set. amazing. Yeah. yeah. And this the lighting cool. in this entire thing is, is righteous. Yeah.
3: This is really
1: good. This is really cool. So I think we should add to a little behind the scenes uh, listening now. And hear from F. Braun McGash, the uh, swordmaster on the show, about how they had to do this scene. This is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Of course, we're fighting along the the top of the uh, cars, leaping from car to car. And again, this when I saw the uh, the location, I thought, well, this is sort of an old movie thing of you know fighting across the top of a train, uh, with the possible exception that this one ain't moving. So we were doing a lot of shots that sort of replicated um, shots from older movies, like you'll notice twice in that fight scene, we're actually uh, doing the shadows of the fighters on the wall, you know, and things like this, very arrow-flinish sort of moves. I started doing some double-spin moves again, trying to get a little bit more flamboyant, because I knew that once we moved into the bloody cars, uh, we were pretty much crooked. Uh, there's no room in there at all. is habitual with... Any kind of a location is uh, how much room do you have to swing a sword? It may look good on the on the camera lens when you're just you know holding the lens to your eye, but uh, you get a couple of uh, guys in there with three feet of metal uh, on the end of their reach, and uh, the, the room becomes very very small.
2: That is interesting. Yeah,
0: this is a cool
2: fight and they really play with the location they yeah. like really just maximize their use of this space in a way yeah. that's awesome yeah,
3: yeah it's yeah. cool it's great
2: and also like i also felt like you know obviously you're dealing with an actor who compared to someone like adrian paul isn't gonna have like the same physicality i mean we've been talking joking about that running yeah <laughs> like, yeah this
1: is he's yeah. uh, the guy brian james is an older gentleman
2: yes yeah. he doesn't look like super fit or no, anything right by playing with the space and playing with like the camera angles and doing some of those Errol Flynn-like shadow moves and things like that. They're really able to make you buy into his sword fighting ability Mm -hmm. as as it goes along. Yeah, Yeah. it's cool. Even though he doesn't fight, combat is for barbarians. That's right. Barbarians. He does the
3: roar again.
1: He does do the trademark roar. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So now
2: let's talk about this quickening. So Mac takes his head. Yeah. They, like, work their way off the top. They go down in through the cars. Then they're back out on the street. And Mac, like, kind of off camera, just like whoosh, like, in the middle of the fight. Like, the fight doesn't really stop for him to take his head. Yeah, he, like, just,
1: does he spin around or something?
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, very fast. It's like, oh, it's over.
1: Yeah. I was actually kind of
2: surprised. I was surprised, too. Yeah. Which is also cool, because, like, a lot of the ones we've seen lately have these very definitive, like, I've beaten you. Yeah, they like. I say them. something. Yeah. Now I, whereas this was just like part and parcel of the fight.
1: All right, so this quickening is kind of different than what we've seen before.
2: I'm different. Yeah, uh, I'm different. I'm different. No,
1: okay. Go ahead. <laughs> it's like it's I like magnetic.
2: Know. Oh it's, yeah,
1: it's magnetic. Like, he, like gets... Mac gets like it's sucked onto the train. The lightning is like he goes sex around with him. the train. Yes, yes. <laughs> the lightning like goes around his wrists and like yeah. holds him. Like, his arms are up, like, attached to the tree. This is very different.
2: Yeah, and, like, the lightning very much seems like it's moving deliberately. It almost reminds me of, like, the, the In Good the Highlander movie, 2 quickening, where, like, it's almost like alive looking. Yeah, This had that feel. This is a great quickening, though. It's very different than the other ones, but I was like, oh, this was neat. This was real cool. Like, they played with it. Yeah, this was playing with it
1: enough that I didn't hate it. Like, it was just enough of doing something different. I was like, okay, I guess.
2: So where's the ghost of the priest? (laughs) The ghost of the priest. (laughs) Thank you,
0: Duncan. And the teacher.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The teacher. Or uh, Lauren. And Lauren, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: The
3: faces he was making, though, were really weird. Did you see, like, he was making weird, like, nobody can see what i'm doing but like his jaw mouth is, is going, like, like
1: back and forth doing so he's weird doing, like a popeye things. yeah
3: it looks okay, like good. popeye yeah it was weird kind of cool
1: uh so then back inside at the church uh mac drops off the cross he puts it on the altar so yeah, i guess they're does taking he, like, it reset from amanda <laughs> so i don't think that stuff was on the
2: altar
3: before. <laughs> oh yeah amanda set it up while they were <laughs> yeah, gone it's... they're like lit candles yeah right, exactly yes. which like probably would have gone out in the scuffle uh
2: so I believe we're putting out that continuity and not the continuity <laughs> of like the sword thing that we defended earlier this yeah. episode. <laughs> the Is, candle <laughs> We're the goddamn worst guys.
3: <laughs> when Joe lifted his cane to strike, would not the wind have blown those candles out? <laughs> Answer me, Ken Gord. <laughs> Where's this David Abramowitz? <laughs> I'm loving this new
2: character. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Uh, Then the denouement of this episode, after he's returned the cross back to its, I guess, rightful owner. uh, We're back at Joe's, and Joe is singing the song that he's sung earlier.
3: Yeah. Learn another song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding.
1: (laughs) Uh, And Mac and Amanda are kind of watching on. And there's some kind of funny dialogue. They're They're like, oh, do you know he could even do this? And they were both like, nope, this is a whole new side of joe we've seen
2: oh yeah. he knows so much about me he knows my first love what i have for breakfast yeah <laughs> <laughs> for breakfast guys i miss charlie already <laughs> me too where the fuck is richie where is richie i don't
1: know we should count how many episodes he's in this season
3: yeah but, but it did
1: have amanda so that's I'm, true i'm okay with that yeah so we've got some final thoughts on this episode but before we do that it's game time Alright, guys, we are gonna play another edition of Keyword. This is Ooh. where we take a look at IMDB keywords and you have to guess the episode. Oh good. I this, like one this one is Did you actually
2: standardize it this time? I
1: did, this... believe it or not, I standardized oh. this. There are six third, per third,
2: round. Third times the
1: charm. That's right, we're We're getting it. You're the one who wants to be so competitive with this. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I I mean,
2: I just want it to be a game that has uh, internal consistency. I I don't. Uh,
1: So so these are going to be three episodes. Uh, These are not easy. I apologize. Oh, thanks. Yep. But it will be fun. Uh, So the rules of the game are I'm going to read. There are six IMDb keywords listed Mm. for each of these episodes. I'm going to start at the most kind of abstract or mm-hmm. obtuse keyword and that's worth six points if you can guess the episode on that very first keyword six points and the more keywords i give you they gradually go down in points all the way to one point mm. if there is a tie we do have a tiebreaker round at the end are you guys mm-hmm. ready and so you guys we are playing together was- so shout out the uh oh, okay. answer as yeah. soon as you know it mm-hmm. you guys ready yes i must read the name of the episode to start <laughs> off. that would have been amazing all right 1910s noble Russia. Russian I have the
2: beholder. Uh, Sea witch.
1: Russian civil war. Uh, Warmonger. There it is. Warmonger for Russian civil war. That was worth two points.
3: I knew the episode, but I don't remember the
2: damn episode titles. I'm a bad boy. You should be better at this. I should. All right, that's my advice to you moving forward. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Oh, I I didn't try not being bad at this. Yeah. I'm just kidding. All right, round two guys are on a streak that I'm trying to end right now. That's right.
1: Eamon's on a two episode winning streak on these games. I mean, I
2: think if he wins this, he's officially on fire. I mean, it's my my NBA Jam knowledge is jam jelly. All right, jelly jam. Here we go, guys. Round two. That's actually what NBA Jam is. It's just a jelly game. Yep. (laughs)
1: We'll never get to this round. Nope. (laughs) Word uh, association: <laughs> 1910s, Wow. Western Front, sword and sorcery, <sighs> World War One,
2: oh, um, chemical warfare, oh shit,
1: gas mask. I, uh, I know, I know, I know exactly the episode. Is I can't
2: come up with a name. What's the title of this it's stupid not, episode?
1: The listeners are freaking yeah, out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're really angry.
2: It's um. Is that Ceno Evil? Uh, Not Ceno Evil.
3: Uh, yeah. I'm the worst. Yes. Mm, what is it called? Do we have a
1: time limit? You're uh, about to. Yeah. Uh oh. Looks like nobody's getting <laughs> the yeah. points. It's, it's the first. It's, it's,
2: it's the episode they introduced Savior Saint Cloud. Yeah, uh, that's
1: right. For tomorrow we, we die. For tomorrow we Dang die. It.
2: There it is. God damn it. Sorry, Ugh. everyone. <laughs> Awful.
1: Yeah. <that> was <laughs> no bad. points for round two. All right. Are we ready for round three? Like I said, some of these are hard. Uh, that this, one was not hard. We just, no, we just, that neither one. Neither of us could just remember the title. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. maybe this is the one that's hard. Get ready, guys. <laughs> 1700s. Year 1700.
0: Oh.
1: I wonder why this is hard. <laughs> 1630s. <laughs> oh, my God. 17th century. <laughs> 18th century. <laughs> Dead teacher. Dead teacher. Oh
3: oh uh, oh oh oh! This very episode across
2: the Cross Saint Antoine.
3: Damn, no dead teacher. Uh, the samurai
2: legacy. <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> wow, that was that was a hard that one. Was I apologize hard. for that this. Was,
2: this then, was not easy. Then the dead teacher. Dead teacher. I forgot all the years. The Who epi- writes
3: these? <laughs> I forgot the ep- the title of the episode we were just talking about <laughs> when I said this very episode
1: so the final score is Kyle with three points Eamon with zero points
2: I lose I think
1: we're all losers on this round I apologize (laughs) except except, except for
2: me except for for me I am literally well nobody got
1: nobody got round two that's a bummer I'm
2: sorry was that disqualifying (laughs) maybe it should be from participation in this podcast yes (laughs) so we're all the podcast is over yes we just accidentally ended it (laughs) that was our final episode guys I'm Kyle this is Eamon (laughs) this is Keith bye
1: So, we have some uh, final thoughts, I think, on this episode.
2: Uh, yeah. what, what do we think of this in general? Let's just talk about it. I love a lot of components of this episode, but they, it doesn't really come together for me. There's a lot of just, like, odd kind of stylistic choices and dangling, th- dangling threads. Like, this roar thing is so jarring, like, it should be important. Like, mm. if you're going to do something that weird, like, why is it a throwaway? I like I don't. Well, quite there's get even it.
1: lines relating to it. Like Mac calls him a an animal, like he's a yeah. pig and he's a he's barbarian,
2: barbarian, and like and there's all these bestial, primitive lines being like attributed to him. Also,
1: I think that one of the big inconsistencies with this in this episode, because I, I feel like that could this could be an episode. This is a guy that has this like animal nature, but he puts on a suit. So yeah. he doesn't seem that way. And I would agree in some instances because it's like, well, I, I've stolen my outer exterior. Like yeah. I steal the cross. I've stolen all this wealth. And so that's why I'm able to show this side of me. But like that's not what he's done. He's learned nine languages. He's, in, yeah. he's on this arts council. Like this, this doesn't seem to be bullshit for this guy. Like
2: he does seem to be like a highly cultured guy. Yeah, and, like, I don't know why they introduced the, I don't kill that much anymore. It's, like, again, this, like, inability to let someone be not super evil.
3: If he just killed this woman precisely because he didn't want to lose this cross, I mean, that's still
2: bad, but it's not, like... He's still... No, he's a monster. Yeah. doing that. But, like... If he didn't kill her, like, say he hadn't, he's like, I haven't harmed anyone in a hundred years. Yeah. Like, that was a life-changing moment for me. I don't do that anymore. Like, I know I was wrong. And Mac has to, like, figure out what to do with that. Yeah. That seems like an interesting challenge. Has this guy really changed? Is he still, do people change ever? Is he still the same monster man?
1: Yeah. And, and I he, would take away the, the promise he makes to the
2: priest. Because it's like, we don't need another episode about a promise. <laughs> like, to a priest. It's
1: like just yeah. him saying, like, that he did bad things in the past yeah right. is that okay now? He does seem to have changed
2: would be interesting, more interesting than kind of what we're presented with, yeah, and so then there's
1: this other aspect to this episode that again could be a full episode, which is Joe's involvement with Lauren, like Joe has his girlfriend killed. And there are many scenes in early, like the early part of this episode where it's like, this seems like it's gonna be a Joe-centric story. It's like, you know, he's like Mac he's like, Mac, can you help me find this guy? And it's like, okay, I will. And then cut to they're at the guy's mansion, like looking for clues. It's like, oh, this is gonna be Joe finding out who killed it. And then he then he like gets a gun, he's like, I'm gonna fucking kill this guy. And I feel like this could be a story about Joe trying to seek revenge on an immortal out of passion and in the end, maybe can't do it because he's not immortal and so mac has to like step in and like finish the job or something like that or Mm. i don't know Uh, or if it's just a big debate between the two of them like mac is like let me handle it and Joe's like absolutely not this is my call
3: or even like mac has no dog in this fight maybe joe has this against an immortal and mac has to decide am i going to fight this other immortal just because of joe Right. Or, like, is that right or is that wrong?
2: I don't know. I feel like he totally would have fought him just because of Joe. If yeah. Like, he knew that he killed his girlfriend. I think right. he'd totally take that on for Joe. Yeah. But, but it's th- interesting, though. And there's, like, a lot of really good components mm-hmm. to this. Definitely. Like, the performances are all very good. Like, the, yeah. the setting and the flashbacks is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I love a lot of, like, all, pretty much all the action sequences are fantastic in this. Like, from the first conf- confrontation with Durgan on the river to. Mm-hmm. Like, their sword fight at the end. Like, there's a lot of really great things here. It's Jeez. also interesting,
1: because if we remember, this was episode was supposed to be filmed last season. Right. So I'm kind of curious what changed between the second season draft and the third season. I'd have to imagine something, especially because, like, well, Joe didn't have the bar. Not that that's super important. But, like, Mac and Joe weren't even super good friends uh, mm. last season. So I'm kind of wondering, was this girlfriend plot ever in the original, like as a catalyst to get Mac yeah. involved, like I, I could, uh, I would hope that actually it wasn't because I feel like that might have be maybe would have been stronger.
3: I like this episode. It's like solid. It's like one step down from being like a great episode.
1: Oh yeah, this I had all this, this had solid. a lot of components. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't like feel bummed watching this or anything should we learn a little bit about some of the characters in this with the old watcher chronicles so kyle first off why don't you tell us a little bit about
2: saint antoine so he's associated with a lot of portuguese cities and things like that but i think the reason they selected him was for the ironic twist that he is especially invoked and venerated all over the world as the patron saint for the recovery of lost items Whoa! very good which cool. does the church ever get that cross back? I mean, I know he just leaves it on the steps of like a random Catholic church that's next to an abandoned train yard. Yeah. But right. like, <laughs> yeah, does that mean that the Vatican gets it back? Yeah, hopefully those
1: priests notified. You know, I'm sure there's many of like art historians employed by the Catholic Church to catalog their collection that's worth a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Like this this cross does not
2: belong in this church, right? This no. belongs in a
1: Catholic museum in Vatican or, City. Yeah, yep. or
2: something, right? <laughs> yeah. And like hopefully like the janitor doesn't come by first and yeah. like, yeah. this? Yay-o.
3: then the janitor learns nine languages <laughs> and you know, hires somebody to catalog his collection and murders them. Yep.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it all you started
1: the cycle over again, Mac. That's well right. done. Good job, Mac. All right, let's talk about John Durgan's Watcher Chronicle. Uh, so, his known aliases are Armand Thorne, James Dunstan, and Arnold... James Dunstan? Does he check in? <laughs> <laughs> Does Dunstan ever check in? Uh, first born in 1732 in Lancaster, PA. hey Local boy. His first death was in 1780, uh, so that makes him how many years old? 48? Yes. Uh, he froze to death in a in the blizzard of seventeen eighty. His first teacher was Luke Monroe. His original cultural affiliation, Pennsylvania Dutch.
2: What? He's Pennsylvania He's Dutch. Pennsylvania Dutch. That he doesn't quite why he hates seem
1: buttons. Yeah. <laughs> uh his recent base of operations, it says Seacouver. Seacouver, Washington, USA.
2: Whoa. What? So seacouver is supposed to be in Washington?
1: That's what this says. Which I don't give a shit about, because all I care about is what's on the screen. And so, who knows? But yes, this does say Washington. Occupation, patron of the arts. What? Yeah. Uh, So his Immortal Chronicle. John Durgan slipped out of Fort Lyon, Colorado, in the middle of the night in 1874, eluding both his watcher and the townspeople determined to hang him and vanished. In 1889, Janie Carson defeated a crude mountain man in Tahoe, New Mexico. Watcher investigators at the time ruled the mystery immortal was the missing John Durgan. We still don't know who Janie Carson killed that day in Tahoe, but in 1887, Durgan, now James Dunstan, was studying French and philosophy in New Orleans. Thanks to clues provided by Joe Dawson, whose assignment, McLeod, killed... Armand Thorne, we're slowly piecing together the intellectual journey of James Durgan slash John James Dunstan slash Gerald Adams slash Archibald James slash Armand Thorne. Nice. <laughs> uh, and getting a picture of Durgan's involvement in the arenas of art, business, academia and politics for the past 100 years. We hope to present a comprehensive overview at the conference on applied research next summer in Lake Tahoe.
2: That's like the most straight-ahead-sounding Watcher Chronicle I think we've ever gotten. Yeah, this feels like a report. This is Yeah, like good. an actual yeah. report, and it doesn't involve phrases like, God's chosen nutcase. And like it's a real son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just like very straightforward. Like, oh, we lost this guy. Here's when we lost him. Here's what we know. Here's why we were confused. Here's yeah. what we're going to do next.
1: Yeah, it's kind of cool. This yeah. was a well-thought-out Little thing, yeah. It was. It was, fun. It was
2: also just not insane. Not
1: insane. <laughs> yeah. You had the benefit of that, guys. I think it's time to rate this episode. Mm. I agree. All right. So, Kyle, out of five gold crosses, how many gold crosses would you give this episode?
2: This gets three gold crosses. It's like a solid middling episode with some like really solid components to it, like the. The set dressing, the combat sequences, all the setting and lighting is excellent. Get some Amanda, see Joe playing music, but like none of these ingredients really like came together for a cohesive picture for me. Still a very enjoyable watch though.
1: Mr. Amon, out of five raccoon pelts. How many raccoon pelts would you give this?
3: I think I'm going to do three and one half raccoon pelts, just because I think I gave worse episodes threes. And I think this is slightly a cut above some of those other ones. I watched this twice, and I didn't, like, hate it the second time. Like, it, it was pretty good. It's just not
1: great. Yeah. And for me, out of smooth blues five, seven, sharp nine chords, I'm gonna give this uh three and a half, five, seven, sharp nine chord. I agree with this your cumbersome. It's a cumbersome yeah. rating. Cumbersome, right. rating system. A lot of numbers in this one. Yeah, I agree with you, Amon, that this does not feel like a bad episode. Yeah. But there's nothing to like that really sets it apart otherwise right. either. It's like solid all-around. I think the Amanda stuff really helps push it into if Amanda wasn't in this episode, I could see this being kind of a dud. But I think the performance. Elizabeth Grayson brings and the humor that's in the episode kind of help a lot.
2: Yeah, so yeah, there's just not what to sink your teeth into, really. Like, yeah. Yeah. give it like that staying power that makes it feel like a.
1: It like also we didn't talk about like it. It doesn't have an, a moral question. Like it almost does. Like it flirts with the idea. Like Armand brings up, like, well, what's the it difference between me yeah. and the yeah. people that stole all these other things? And it's like, yeah. well, this is easy. Like, and Duncan points <laughs> it out right away. It's like you kill people. Yeah, it's like yeah, no <laughs> you, shit. Like you just did it. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, but. Yeah. Without that death, it's like, oh, I feel like this, you know, who's the rightful owner of this thing? Like, suddenly there's something interesting here. Yeah. Uh,
2: Is anyone else noticing the theme that we're constantly telling the show not to murder people? Like, I feel like we're just standing there embarrassed, like, kicking a body behind us and, like, hoping yeah. no one notices. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. That's a theme of, the, of our criticism yeah. of these episodes. Like, like,
3: like stop murdering people. Or yeah. Yeah. Just to give the, guy, the bad guys more nuance or yeah. something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, less
2: murder. less yeah. murder. Like make them less coated in blood when you meet them. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right.
1: Well, this has been a fun episode. I've, this yeah. Was, yeah, good one to watch. Yeah. Next week got a very fun episode. Do we or do we not? We'll fu- we'll, we'll see. find out. We'll see. Yeah. We'll Stay see too. how it is. Yeah. Same bad time. Same
2: bad channel. <laughs>
1: Next week is going to be episode five, rite of passage. I've been one of your rewatchers. I'm Keek. This is Kyle. And
3: this is Amon. Bye. Bye. See ya.
2: cheese it that's a good cracker it's an okay cracker it's kind of dry what we're not giving the all crackers so- are kind of dry <laughs> i love cheese it's mm-hmm. oh my they're god they're inferior to goldfish cracker what
3: <laughs> all right listeners goldfish or cheese it i want answers